Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right, I've entitled this teaching Shipwrecked. Come on. I don't know lately, man, if you'd be honest with me, if you feel like you've been um, doing more sinking than sailing, but we've all have a destination in mind, do we not? We all have a dream, we all have desires, and the truth of the matter is storms come. It's not if storms are going to come, it's when storms come. You know, you could say this last three years has been quite a storm, a storm that none of us expected, hey? Anybody see it coming? Except for Rex, okay? But the thing with storms is um, we can catch the wind and we can use it, or we can just choose to be pushed around by it. Wind can cause us to drift or wind can cause us to lift. It all depends on how we use it. We can choose to be a victim, or we can choose to soar in victory. I hope you will choose victory. Who chooses victory? Come on. In the past three years, there have been certain people that have, to be honest, they, they went into survival mode. And then there are others that faced the storm and yet found success. We have many testimonies of the men here that are in the house today of that success. But what do we do after the storm is over, Justin? It may seem to be calm on the surface, but yet the storm continues to rage on the inside of us. What do we hold on to? What do we let go of? What do we pick up and what do we throw down? You know what? We may even get caught, you know, picking up something good, helping others, but along the way, we get bit. And I want us as men to go deep now. I want us as men to really search our hearts and ask ourselves, what is it that we need to shake off? What do we need to let go of and let God? I believe in this world full of setbacks, with God's word, every setback is a setup for a comeback. The truth is that life is 10% of what happens to you. The other 90%, Rick, is what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with it? I want to share a story with you I found in Acts 27 of a man of God who was doing God's will, even doing it God's way, but he found himself shipwrecked. He found himself in chains. He found himself even as a prisoner. And I like what Rex said last night, that you can be a product of your past, but you don't have to be a prisoner of it. Maybe even on the surface, if it appears that you are a prisoner, it appears that you're in chains. If you have Christ, you will always be set free and you will always have your freedom. And I want to start here in Acts 27, uh, starting in verse 4. It says, From there we put out to the sea again, and we pressed to the, lee, uh, to, the, to the sea of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. The winds were against us. 
What wind has gotten in your way lately? What has come against you? The first point I want to talk about is what blows <laughs> and what bows. I'll say that again. If you're taking notes, this is, I see Denise taking notes. What blows and what bows. There are many things that we can admit as men that blows or has absolutely no benefit. The wind of the media, <laughs> the wind of man-made religion, the wind of lies, deception, gossip, greed, the wind of adultery, the wind of lust, giving into the wind of complacency. There are many of us that think that we've been sailing, but in reality, we've been settling. You've been settling for less than, less than what you're worth, less than who God has called you to be. But no more, say no more. God has called you to man up. God has called you to rise up. And God has called you to take a stand when everything else in the world seems to be sinking. In verses 14 to 15 of Acts 27, it says, Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeastern swept down from the island. It says the ship was caught by the storm and, and could not head into the wind. So what? They gave way to it and they were driven along. Unfortunately, men, at times, we pick comfort over calling. And we, we give in to drifting because it seems like too much work to swim against the current. Tell that to the salmon, right? How many fishermen in the house? How many fishers of men in the house? All right, not bad, not bad. You know what I'm talking about. But tell that to the, the salmon that swims upstream just so that it can spawn and leave a legacy. This is fish, guys. You're much more than fish, and you were made to go further than fish. <laughs> it's times when we face the storm that we need to really have faith. And here's the thing with faith. Faith, as you know, Poncho, cannot fix what you're not willing to face. What do you need to face? What do you need to man up to? What do you need to look in the eye and instead of coming to God and, and telling God, you know, how big your problems are, you start going to your problems and you tell him how big your God is. You see, sailors, we weren't made in calm seas. You can't have victory without a battle. You can't be a warrior unless you go to war. <laughs> you with me? This is the battle, the internal battle that separates again the men from the boys, from the Boy Scouts to the Marines. Ephesians 4, 13 to 14 says this, we will no longer, say no longer, we will no longer be immature little children, little boys. We won't be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. 
We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. You know, the enemy has this way of, of twisting the truth. He does. One of the biggest things that gets me the most upset is a religious spirit. Man-made religion that gets in the way. We just did this series. We're wrapping it up. Actually, Rex is going to wrap it up for us on Sunday called Flipping Tables. Flipping Tables. Sounds like a Christian swear word, doesn't it? Flipping Tables. Shut the front door. <laughs> We're so funny, aren't we? But Jesus even had a righteous anger when he came into the temple courts and he found them selling uh, offerings at ridiculous price because why? Well, one, you have, they're selling sacrifice for the atonement of sins, for the forgiveness of sins. And then you have the sacrifice, Jesus, walking into the temple and they're so religious, they're focused on their method and they're missing the Messiah. They're missing the message. You know what I can tell when the religious spirit comes in? Is when it starts to, to shift from good news to con condemnation. It shifts. People focus on the wrong things. They miss people are getting healing in the house of the Lord and being set free. And they're too busy, caught up in the method. Don't miss your miracle because it wasn't the way that you thought it was going to look. Come on. So Jesus flipping the tables of the money changers, those buying and selling doves. And you know what he says? He says, my house shall be known as a house of prayer. But what have you made it? A den of robbers. This is the thing that we... we we get caught up in our ways and we miss the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Don't miss your miracle because you're too caught up in your way, in your internal storm within you. Lay it down, cast it aside. Stop sinking and start swimming. Keep your eyes on the shore. Keep your eyes on your Savior. So when the storm comes against us, we can be blown by the wind or we can choose to bow to God and find our win. No, pride comes before the fall. God lifts up and he uses the humble. You see, we, we can find our directive. Today, you can get your directive and you can change your course today. It's up to you. We can find his strength in our weakness. His word says that in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. We can rise up on wings like eagles. We can run. Hey, Connor, how's that ankle feeling? Perfect. It's feeling perfect. His strength. He just said it. He said it. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. We can fight the good fight. 
First Corinthians 9:26 says, "Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly." This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. He says, "I do not fight like a boxer beating the air." <laughs> we talked about what blows. Let's talk about what bows. The Bible teaches us that bowing is a part of our service to God. It elevates him. It elevates others. It, it's not disregarding, uh, uh, or sorry, uh, degrading to bow before God. But you know what? It does the opposite. By doing so, it gives us humility, but it also gives us honor. In bowing is where we come to a place of repentance. It's like Coach Rodney says, we lay down the, the vengeance for his victory. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Rather than bowing, we, we do, we come to understand the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Humility. Jesus at the cross, Coach Rodney, that was incredible. That message was absolutely incredible. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. How many of us have done the wrong thing the wrong way at the wrong time or said the wrong thing at the wrong time? We all have. If you look up sin, it's an archery term, which means to miss the mark. There's times when I don't even realize I'm doing the wrong thing. And my wife reminds me. <laughs> oh, I love her. We can have great intention and even misdirection because the wind causes us to drift. The wind blows us this way and that way, but we won't be blown by the wind anymore, will we, man? In Philippians 2, 9 to 10, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. That at that name, the name of Jesus, say Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. Every knee shall bow. <laughs> Last time I checked in the Greek, Every means every. <laughs> Men, will you be known for what you stood for or what you settled for? In verse 20, it says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. And after they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now, someone say, but now. I urge you, keep up your courage because not one of you men will be lost. 
only the ship will be destroyed. Destroyed or destined, point two. When the ship goes down, we can think automatically that means we're gonna drown. I don't know what your ship has been lately. Could have been a job, could have been a relationship. It could have been your belief in someone or something in some way that didn't go the way that you planned. When the ship starts to sink, that's when we get ready to swim. If anything, it, it gets us in, in better shape, does it not? <laughs> when the ship starts to sink, you get in better shape. <laughs> you can't experience result without some kind of resistance. You find strength you didn't even know you had. When you feel like you're drowning, it's up to you if you're going to cry out to God, reach out to him. I'm reminded of Peter, Peter, cursing Peter. That was so good, Rex. I love Peter. Peter said and did so many things that just were so off. And I'm like, oh, I could relate myself to, to, to Peter. But he, but he loved Jesus. There was one time they were, they were in the boat in a storm and Jesus comes walking on water towards them. They think they saw a ghost, but wouldn't you? You see him walking on water and, and then Jesus says, you know, take courage or have peace, it's me. And then Peter says, if it's you, Lord, call, call out to me so that I may walk out to you. And Jesus did, he called him out. And Peter got out of the boat. What's your boat? All the other disciples could have got out of the boat, but he was the only one that got out of the boat. And the Lord called him out. He didn't just jump out of the boat and go running to Jesus on water without God's direction and calling and word, gentlemen. When the wind starts blowing, sometimes we're listening to the wrong thing. And we're listening to the wrong word. Listen to the voice of the Lord. He's the good shepherd. And we are sheep and we recognize his voice. But once he said, yeah, once he called them out, he walked on water and he was on top of the water until he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at the waves, the wind and the waves. The scripture actually says the wind. How do you see the wind? In the waves. All the wind of the media. All the wind that just blows this way and that way, trying to distract you and divert you and pervert you and all those things. And when he looked at the waves and the wind, he started to sink. But then he cried out to Jesus and it said, immediately, someone say immediately, the Lord reached out his hand and pulled him up. I don't know how many even believers that have read the story or have heard the story and they, and they talk about Peter sinking. They don't talk about him walking on the water. And, they don't, and do you ever think of the next part of that? You're like, we don't, get, we don't get the whole picture. Like we get, it, it jumps ahead. Uh, but do you really think that Jesus reached out to Peter and dragged him to the boat in the water? Come on. Well, he would have pulled him up. I'm here to tell somebody today. Somebody's about to make a big decision this weekend. You're facing with a decision. You actually came to the men's conference because you're hoping you're going to find your answer on the decision that you're about to make. It's, it's a major one. I think there's actually several of them. Some have to do with business. Some have to do with relationship. But it's a major decision. And you're wanting to know, you're looking for confirmation at this conference. You're gonna find it if you listen. 
But I'm here to tell someone, don't make a permanent decision over a temporary circumstance. Does that speak to anyone? Don't make a permanent decision over a temporary circumstance. Rex, Rex told us too, he, he, he said this last night. He said, um, he said I, don't, I don't like things that are, are trendy. I like things that are, I'm going to lean on things that are timeless. God's word. Timeless versus what's trendy. And sometimes even in your business, you're looking at what's trendy and you're instead of looking for what's timeless and that's God's truth and what he says about you and what he's called you to do, not just for your sake, but for his sake. It's actually a ministry and you thought you were just making money because the enemy's got the wind blowing at you on something that is circumstantial and he's trying to blow it in your face away and push you and cause you to drift from your calling. You with me? So don't make a permanent decision over a temporary circumstance. There's something right now you're facing. It's temporary. This too shall pass. You can't judge your life from where you are in this moment. Just this moment and not see the bigger picture. God sees the bigger picture. So whatever you're worrying about, this too will pass. Some of you have been worrying about what God's already been working on. And you don't gain a moment. You don't even gain a day worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry of its own. And in doing so, we're grabbing onto like our lifeboats or our wreckage, whatever that's out there. And we're grabbing onto false security. And when we, fall, when we grab onto false security, we sink. So I'm going to ask you again, and I, and I encourage you to write it down. What has been your ship in this season? A relationship? A business? A job? Your health? Your sense of freedom? Where you feel like either you have or you're about to sink, and you're about to arrive at a place of shipwreck. (laughs) We put our trust in many things that do not keep us afloat. And we've had to learn to let go and we're still learning to let God. (laughs) For some of us to let go of unhealthy relationships and partnerships. And and I want you men to, to hear this and write it down if you haven't written this down yet. It doesn't mean that we give up on people. Don't give up on people. Give people up to God. Don't give up on people, but give people up to God. That might mean in this season to say, this is a no for now, not forever. I still love you, but like Pastor Charmaine said, it's not wise that I let you in. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. I'm not saying don't give up on them. Keep praying for them. Never stop praying. But there's certain relationships right now that you know are not beneficial. They're not healthy. There's certain partnerships in your business that you're unequally yoked. And you're like, but I see so much good in them. Trust me, I do too. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't see the good, see God in people. Right? But you're about to make a decision based on a circumstance. And don't make a permanent decision 
on a temporary circumstance. You with me? Paul had a desire and a, and a calling to go to Rome. Actually, the Lord told him in a dream that you're going to go to Rome. He says, the ship's going to go down. Guess what? You're going to run, you're, you're going to run a rack. <laughs> it's coming. You imagine, Rick, if the Lord told you, you probably saw it coming. You're going to run a rack. He has several wrecks. You're going to run a wreck, but don't worry. Not one will be lost. What I didn't read to you, man, there were, there were some men that were trying to pretend uh, to take care of the lifeboats on the side, but they were actually trying to escape. And the Lord told Paul, he said, you, you, you tell the captain, you tell the men, the only way we're going to get through this is if we stick together. Don't bail out before your breakthrough. And it's not just your breakthrough. Other men are waiting on you. Your kids are waiting on you. Your wife is waiting on you. Your future wife is waiting on you. Don't give in to the wind. Don't give in to the storm. Don't bail out before your breakthrough. God's time, not mine. The crew ends up shipwrecked, spoiler alert, on the island of Malta. In the next chapter in verse 2, it says, The islanders showed us um, unusual kindness. They built a fire and they, they welcomed us all because it was raining and it was cold. Sounds like Vancouver. There's two. Thank, thank the men for the fires outside. Wasn't that great? Fires and the pancake breakfast. So a couple of men made some fires, put on some pancakes and sausages for us. It was great. And Paul gathered a pile of bushwood and, and he put it on the fire, a fire. But then a, a viper, not a Dodge Viper, <laughs> a snake, driven out of the heat, fastened itself onto his hand. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> when the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess of justice has not allowed him to live. Guess what Paul does? Shakes it off. Paul shook it off. He didn't shook it off into the ground, onto the ground. He shook it off into the fire. And he suffered no ill effects. The people uh, expected him to swell up or, or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to them, they changed their minds. You know what? They said he was a god. Last point. Victim or victor? Write it down. Victim or victor. Another reason why we don't listen to the crowd, and this is why we follow Christ, not the crowd, gentlemen. The majority shouldn't be the deciding factor when it comes to our destiny. One moment they think Paul is a murderer, the next moment they think he's God. Don't operate based on the opinions of others. Ooh, that's a good one. Like Rex would say, that was worth your gas money right there. Don't operate based on the opinions of others. One minute they're for you, the next minute they're against you. When you're about to make a transition, make sure you seek the truth. And be careful who you listen to. Remember I talked about that man-made religion, that that wrong spirit that gets in the way. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, in Acts 15, they're, they're talking about, because some of the, 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 the OGs, you know, before Jesus comes on, they, and they turn from Judaism to Christianity, um, part of the law of Moses was circumcision. And so now they're all getting around the table, you know, <laughs> flipping tables. This was a table that got flipped. 
And they're all around the table and they're trying to decide, well, are you really saved if you're not circumcised? And Jesus had talked about the circumcision of the heart, right? And, and, and so James, the bro- this is how you know, this is why I believe. If you're, you can get your brother to believe that you are God, <laughs> right? But Jesus' brother James, he, he stands up and he says in Acts 15, 19, I believe we should not make it difficult for people that are coming to know Jesus. There's certain things that, that we need to, to shake off and that's why you need to seek the truth because even those that they know the word, like they know the Bible, they don't know the word. And Jesus said, you search the scriptures for your salvation, but it's the very scriptures that point to me. He didn't come to start a religion. He came to start a relationship. You need to seek the truth. John 14, 16. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In transition, always seek the truth. Seek first the kingdom of God. Then all things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. They changed their view of Paul. Why? Based on his response. Your response, men, is your responsibility. No one else's. How you respond to resistance is your responsibility. He shook off the snake into the fire. Someone say, shake it off. Come on, shake it off. Say it like you mean it. (laughs) When you've been bit by depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, you need to shake it off. But don't just shake it off on others. Don't just let it lie anywhere. You need to shake it off in the fire. Like uh, Coach Vince said to me, I'm going to share this. I think it's okay. This is man up. I was in the locker room with Coach Vince, and he says, Pastor Matt, I caught myself. You know, we talk about the life and death or in the power of the tongue, and we say words sometimes, and I realize I caught myself forever. I was saying things like, hell yes, and I just looked at him, and he knew exactly where we were, what I was going to say next. He's like, I'm not going to say that anymore. Hell yes? What do you think I said to him? Hell no. Heaven Yes. Hell no, heaven, you gotta shake it off. You gotta put it in the fire. You gotta tell it where to go. You take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, captive, and you tell it where to go. (laughs) There's many things that wanna harm you, that wanna limit you, lust, lies, negative thinking, anger, but don't let the, the venom allow you to become a victim. When you get bit, you can wallow in like, oh, I got bit, I can't believe she did that to me. I can't believe he did that to me. I can't believe that I didn't get that promotion. I I can't believe that I was let go. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, my plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Someone say, shake it off. The scripture says, I'm the head, not the tail. Shake it off. Come on. He says that he's able to do above and beyond all we can hope, imagine, or dream of according to the power within. Shake it off. I'm not going to let the venom come in and allow me to become a victim. I'm a victor. And if you believe that, if you believe that you are righteous, you will walk in righteousness. You will talk in righteousness. You will act in righteousness. If you believe that you are forgiven, you will walk in that freedom. And you won't walk in, in condemnation. Because you walk in Christ. 
This is so cool. Coach Roddy and I did not plan this. In Ephesians 4.26, the scripture says, anger, don't, uh, sorry, anger gives the devil a foothold. Foothold. In the Greek, it actually means a place and space in your heart. I just thought it was like, oh, so he gets a little foothold. So what? I got, I can handle this. No, you give him a place and space in your heart. In my heart, my wife is in my heart. My kids are in my heart. You guys are in my heart. This church is in my heart. My community is in my heart. I'm not letting him in. Hell no! So when that thought comes my way, that I'm a victim, you don't have to receive everything that's delivered to your doorway. You don't have to receive every word that is spoken over you, every negative, negative condemning word. You know what you can do with it? Return to sender. Right? You don't have to receive it. You don't have to be a victim of it. You don't have to let it poison your purpose and your passion. Shake it off. (laughs) Scripture continues to say, uh, it says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Shake it off. Gentlemen, that means the day of your hurt needs to be the day of your healing. Shake it off. One more time, say shake it off. Don't be a victim. Rise up and be a victor. Would you stand with me? Rise up, man. Everything is measured by motion. That's why The enemy wants you to sit instead of sail. (laughs) Come on. It's measured by motion. Faith without works is dead. You got to make moves. If you want your miracle, you got to make moves. Rex reminded us last night about a a blind Barnabas and and how many other people where he says, you know, well, come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary, come to me. I'll give you rest. But he wants you to make moves. Stretch out your hand. Make moves. And watch your miracle in motion. That's why he wants you to sit. He just wants you to sit. Just sit. The enemy wants you to sit. This is what happens. When I sit, I get stuck. And when I get stuck, Connor, I get stupid. I got you too, hey? I gotta make moves. I was made to make moves. Go into all the nation. Go, go, go. Two thirds of God's name is both go and do. Look it up. It's not rocket science. Go and do. Two thirds, you see it? G-O-D-O, okay. Takeaway I have for you, man, is your shipwreck is an opportunity for a comeback. Proverbs 1, 32 to 33 says this, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency, hello, the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of a shipwreck because we see your comeback. We thank you, Lord. We may feel like we're sinking, but you are reaching out to us. 
you've called us to sail. You've called us to go forth. You've called us to cover new ground, walk in new territory. You've called us to shake off the lies of the enemy. You've called us to be victors and live and fight out of victory. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.